Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Great to be with you as always. Appreciate you joining us. I'm Jeff, that's Tom, Director Matthew to be along shortly on Twitter at That J Cameron Show. How are you? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to plenty of, uh, hey, you know what? Right off the bat, I said this yesterday, so I got to honor it now. It is, in fact, uh, Rashad Green Day until football starts. Which means, which means that uh, wonderfully, uh, we, we will move into the 70s. Not to skip over Rashad and his prolific career at Florida State as we count down to days to, till it all begins. Well, where we're going in the future here, not too distant future, the way Alex Atkins is recruiting in the offensive line, all of these 60s and 70s are, are going to have... Are going to be huge. Wow. Great well, players. We've had some pretty damn good ones anyhow, but yeah. Well, we're going to have so many options. There'll be a bevy oh, yeah. to choose from. Uh, that one would hope. One would hope. I hear, I continue to hear whispers in my ear. People continue to say these things to me, and these are people, people, quotation marks, that have been spot on when it comes to the information that they've allowed making their way out here. And uh, uh, let me know things in a timely fashion, yet not jumping the gun, being smart about the dissemination of information, knowing that you know it's of no use to me to have to sit on something for three weeks or anything like that. I like to I need I need to give context and build up to something. And so these are people that are saying. Good things in the very near future are on the horizon here in the next week or so regarding Florida State player acquisition. Okay. So, all right. Good things, good things, perhaps on the horizon. Mazel tov. Good yeah. things, good things. Yeah, as we continue to uh, watch this roster enhanced seemingly around every turn. Uh, I, now I'm getting very, very specific about things that I want to see. Okay, there's that piece of the puzzle. I think I know what this is. I see the picture. We just got to complete it here. I need this top right corner. Still don't have that. How do we not have that? That kind of stuff is what we're doing now. We're just filling in the pieces. If I said to you, I hadn't thought about this. This wasn't on the ledger. We weren't going to talk about this, but I just thought about it while we were talking about completing the puzzle. If I said to you or anybody in the chat or anybody listening, sitting at a red light, thinking, is this light ever going to turn green? If you could pick one position player that is a plus player at the Power 5 level, an A++-plus type player in the ACC, let's say, in our quest to win this conference championship, to wrestle it away from that doofus at Clemson, South Carolina, what position would it be that you'd like to hear about when uh, I'm talking about player acquisition? What, what would you like to hear? Like, I come in next week, maybe next Thursday at this time, Tom, I come in and I say, hey, have I got good news for you guys? We're about to bring in what? Well, it's not an offensive player. I'll tell you that much. All right. This has been an evolution of sorts about what do you need? Mm-hmm. What are the needs? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think it's moved around on defense for a lot of us. From place to place, I know that you are honing in on one position in particular most of the offseason. Two. I would contend corner. I would say if you you told me. yeah, Shut down, badass, can't be stopped. That guy's a star, first round draft pick corner. It slots everybody else around the horn, and you've got combo players like a Renardo Green who could play at safety if you have a bigger need there. And then 
Fentrell Cypress, who was not impressive in spring, but we'll see. We'll see. I think he's going to be okay. I think so, too. But I hope he, he would now okay. be your two. He needs to be okay. If he was the number two corner you're in the equation. You're trying to bench Bernardo Green over here, are you? No, I'm trying to put him at safety is what All I'm right. doing. All right, you're moving him. Yeah, I'm moving him back there. I think the safety group gets better if you could find me a lockdown corner on the open market. Because Renardo's going to be on the field. Hmm. I know. That's a little off the board. You might have expected safety or linebacker or I defensive. Don't think I, yeah, I, I think a lot of people would say safety. I. It's interesting. Uh, you know how I feel about linebacker. Uh, it's been a position I continue to harp on. But there's other needs. There are other needs. You need a, a quality defensive end to come in here and back up our rotation. You need a guy that could be a part of that rotation. Yeah. Um, you need a guy that is um, uh, kind of a, a you know a dual edge guy, and he can stop the run, he can set the edge, and he can also get after the pass. For the record, in my brain, I'm thinking of a one-year rental type of player. I'm not thinking of a multi-year player. Yeah, that, you're just talking about a plug-and-play yes. guy that's going to change who you are defensively. Yes, if it's a multi-year player, defensive mm -hmm. end all day, all day. You've got to have an answer for next year. Marcus, that's funny. Marcus went with kicker. He doesn't believe in my boy Etsu. And nobody believe in, believes in Fitzgerald. You know, there's an oddity here about my, like, combing over Fitzgerald. And that is that, you know, when he kind of woke up and somehow shook off uh, the, the, the shakes and figured out that, you know, Whatever this thing he was doing where he wouldn't follow through and he'd half kick it. It's like when you and I are in the middle of the yips or something and having terrible swing thoughts and we try experimental things. I'm like, what the hell was that? Stop doing that. Go back to what yeah, you do. Man, you're hitching. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, well, he, Tom just noticed mine. Mine is that hitch. Or I'll, I'll, I'll yank that wrist in and, then, you know, it's just a ridiculous inside move and then it's over the top and you're going to break your wrist so your brain tells you not to do it. Now you're slicing across the ball like an a-hole. Right. All that stuff. Okay, so then you say, stop that. Stop. You're doing that. Stop doing that. And then I stopped. Doing, oh, look at that. Look at that. It's working again. Fitzgerald went through one of those things where we're watching a replay of a kick. I think it was an extra point. And it wasn't even a kick. It was like, what? That's not a thing. That's something my wife would do if I told her to try to kick this ball. She would just some, I think you're supposed to do that. Like, that doesn't even look like a thing. So... Something happened there. I don't know if it was the the famed Sports Center commercial, the Van Pelt with his head tilted. Is that bad? Yeah, yeah, nope. yeah that, it ain't good. Well, somebody showed him right, like, hey man, that is, what is this thing you're doing? Stop doing that. You're not. Even, you're afraid to let it go. Well, he let it go. There's a stretch towards the end of the season where he kicks away, and I noticed he put an emphasis on the follow through. Even on extra points. Yeah. yeah. He was thundering extra points to get out of this bad habit of this decel, half-ass, whatever that is. And he looked good. It, it started, I mean, you could tell, like, that ball's trajectory would have been down the heart from 40, from 50, dare I say. Now, he didn't have a cannon for a leg, so I, I won't push the issue. But all we need him to be is 47 and in. Do we got an 85% chance this is going through the uprights? Can you give me that? That's not crazy. I'll take 85 from 40. 47 might be a bridge too far. Might be a tough ask. But, yeah, he did also battle through in the Florida game when he missed the kick early. He pulled something during that kick. Or he injured himself beforehand on a kickoff. I forget what it was. At any rate, he was hurt. And then he still finishes strong in that game. And he has a good performance in the bowl. And my thought, I said this last week, if you are a 
casual observer and or a fervent fan who doesn't have access to practice, if that's the last couple of pictures you see of Fitzy is the Florida game and the bowl game, yeah. okay, he fixed it. But then if you went to spring practice you had like, access God, like back we did. to this nonsense say, here. Come on, man. It's better, but I don't know that it's fixed. It's shaky. There's no other way around it. It just looks shaky. You don't believe in it. You don't trust it. You yeah. don't. And so I get it. You might say kicker if you could tell me he was an all-conference type kicker. Like, that's what you're going to get. He doesn't have to be an all-American. Just kind of an all-conference type kicker. He's going to be good. If he kicks 25 times, he's going to make 22 of them. All right, I'll take that. I, yeah, I'll take 22 or 25. That'll work. Somewhere in there. That is interesting. If you could promise me. You need those points. You're going to have a couple of games where you need those points. If you could promise me 2014 Aguayo. Not 2013 where he made everything except that one kick at Wake. Yeah. 2014, Aguayo made some giant kicks. He did. He missed more than he ever had, and we we were aghast. But that kick on the road against Miami. I was in attendance sitting on the 50 next, surrounded by Miami fans, and they had to watch that as I laughed in their face and tilted back a cold one as it went right down the heart. I think it was 51. It was long, and he wasn't nervous. And if we if he misses that, we lose. Yes, and it's down the heart. It is, there's never a doubt. You're probably going to need a moment like that, yeah. even if it's from 43. If you're going to have a special season, you need a moment like that. Even if a it's special from, season. It could be 43. It's fourth and 12. Yeah. You can't go for it. You got to no, try you gotta here. You got to kick the field goal here. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, well, with Mike, it's fourth and seven. He might be like, hmm, uh, yeah. Well, I got chances here. <laughs> well, fourth and 12. And you're like, come on, man. One effing time. And it needs to be true. FSU Gnome writes, it's my birthday, and I'm listening to Jeff and Tom. Well, FSU Gnome, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I exalt and I certainly praise uh, your efforts to listen to uh, the Jeff Cameron show. It is a wonderful two hours out of your day. Really, everybody's day has been for a long time. It used to be four hours, then it was three. It's currently two we're going to be adding some things. We're doing a lot of different things. <laughs> uh, but I appreciate it, and it's awesome. But, you know, I hope you have something planned tonight. It, it can't just be the Jeff and Tom, Jeff Cameron Show experience. I mean, you could just put the channel on and hit play and just sit there and enjoy hours and hours of content. Somebody's in their driveway. Who was it? Thanks uh, for the entertainment rights, the dad guy. Sitting in my driveway listening, kids are getting the JCS experience. And, oh, what an experience it is. No power now for 15 hours. 15. Oh, dear God. I'll tell you, you want to know, you want proof that you're soft? And I don't mean you, dad guy. I mean all of us. Modern society, first world problems. Let the power go out in your house for more than two hours. It will confirm your suspicion that you've never been softer than you are currently, especially in the state of Florida. You give us a debt of summer and you got two hours. Can't even get a fan working? Nobody. I am quick. This is the kind of dad, husband I am. We get to that three-hour marker, and there's no hope in sight. They'll tell you it's going to be a while, could be tomorrow morning type thing, and it's only noon in the current day. I'll round up the troops. We're out of here. We're leaving. We're not staying. I am quick on the button. I'll walk in. All right, gather it. Get a bag. Get a bag. We're out of here. We're driving up to Atlanta. We're driving over to Orlando. We're driving down to Tampa. We're not staying here. We're going somewhere with power. Yeah, going to the hotel at the flyover. <laughs> we'll staycation action. Whatever's going to happen, it's going to happen. I'm, I'm, we're that's, out. We're not sitting here. That's the math of a dad versus a non-dad. Because for me, I'd say, oh, you know, quarter pockets open late. <laughs> yeah. 
You've got it made. Sure, they got power. Yeah, if they've got power, you roll up there. Hell, you can hop on a bike. I text Bill. Y'all yeah. got power? Yeah, I'll be there in a minute. Response, you know it. See you there. Mm. Yeah. Well, 12, 15, right, right. don't that, care. That is the difference. Got a good hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. I'll be watching whatever they have on here. Russian table tennis. All right, bring me another. Russian table tennis and, and D-backs A's. There we go. That's a good Thursday night without power. You're just in. You're just going to be sitting up all night long. You're good to go. You just, you know, they shut it down depending on what happens. We've got U.S. Open underway. And I'll just say this because I don't want to blow it. This is a good way to blow it. Tom, I'll have you know in uh, a mutual pool that we're in, but also in another pool that I'm in. I took a flyer, and it was a, a calculated flyer. Was it on the kid from UCLA? No. Uh, although there's always a Southern California kid that plays well in this tournament that you haven't heard of because he's played the course 15 times. Uh, no, no. What I did do, I took it. I did do the thing. Oh, he's from California, has played this course well in his career, and is in good form finally. Ricky Fowler in my big pool. Ricky sits at minus three through seven Ooh. atop the leaderboard currently. So come on, Rick. Could it be? Keep it together. Is it Richard's time? I just need it to be low round. Uh, what I do in the pool that I'm in, you, you get total, you get leader for the day, you get any number of ways to make money, friends. There's a random hole of the day with skins. There's a way to make money almost every day, and then there's the totality of a four-round tournament. But I just need Rick to go ahead and give me that low round of the day, and he's already served a purpose. He could fall off a cliff after that. It would be all right for me. I still got my low round of the day money. You could go 84 <laughs> and home. I don't care. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. Just give me that low round, Ricky. And uh, as predicted yesterday on the show, that um, you know, you're know you probably safe for a top 20 bet on Xander Schauffele. He currently sits in the lead as well at minus three. So he's money in these things to finish top 20. You just need him to win one at some point and kind of sort of validate how good he's been in his career. I mean, that's the weirdest thing. He's the guy that, that somehow gets left off the list of greatest player never to win the major. He should be brought up all the time. That's correct. He should be Lee Westwood. He should be. I mean, it just doesn't, it doesn't come up. That was Lee for 10 years. Yeah, still waiting on Lee. Xander at least has <laughs> won some things, you know. Oh, yeah, several tournaments. Important yes. things, yeah. like a gold medal. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We'll update you along the way. We'll do all that good stuff. I got a funny story I want to get to in a moment. We still got to do, we got to update uh, another top 40. We've got uh, five correct. more on the top 40 list today. Is that right? It's delicious. Before I do any of that, and as I celebrate that minus three from Ricky right now and Xander doing a good thing right now, uh, I do I do have a story coming up that cracks me up. This is old school Jeff Cameron show material. I want to get to it in a moment. It's about the University of Georgia. Uh, and there's so many layers. This is Jeff Cameron show PR firm. This is classic answers. This is the law enforcement. It's all there, friends. We've been waiting on those are my cousin's drugs. This is like the good stuff that we've really mined for years on the show. And it presented itself as a wonderful gift. At 6.37 a.m. this morning, as I almost spit out my coffee reading a few of the uh, lines from this story. I'm going to get to it in a moment. First, I want to tell you all about that deliciousness that is the Zaxby's Signature Sandwich. It's huge. Three big cut pickles. That big ass bun. That's right. Split top. Split top bun. Yes. It's uh, fantastic. Uh, and there are like 47 locations Zaxby's in town. You can't miss them. Yeah, They're power. prolific. Yeah. They'll get you to Zaxby's. Yeah. Power issue. Delicious. They're all over the map. It's Big, almost like they, they looked chicken. at the map of the town and they said, we want to put a pin here mm -hmm. and there mm -hmm. and there and there. They got you covered just like they got the Knowles covered, Golden Chief Boosters, for over 18 years now. 
I'll also say happy birthday to Jared, who says it's his birthday as well. Uh, all right, so a lot of people having birthdays right near my birthday. You guys have a good time to have birthdays. My grandmother's birthday is coming up next week. 97 years old. Oh, wow. Talked to her yesterday. Long, free-flowing conversation, smarter than half the adults that I talk to in their 40s. She's still sharp <laughs> as a tack. How great is that? Come now. More than half. Steve, thank you so much, buddy. Appreciate the belated birthday wish and contribution. Uh, yes, yes. We'll have a good time. I'll see you when you get here uh, for the Miami weekend, all that good stuff. Yes, yes, yes. A lot of fun, man. It's going to be a great year. All right, so thanks to Zaxby's always. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hello there, podcasters. Oh, don't worry. I won't prattle on for two minutes like I do with some of the other reads. Zaxby's doesn't demand it of me. <laughs> Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips. We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a beer giant thing. No. and Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so, peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around. Find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chance TV. Uh, you're going to have fun watching some of the U.S. Open today if you didn't get a chance because you're at work. It goes late into the night. But, uh, like, for example, number three, the amateur Michael Brennan makes a crazy shot on number three, four a three, in which he is in the rough. And, and his greenside, he's almost pin high, Tom. And he, out of nowhere, and the announcers are talking about it, turns his back to the flag and hits off the green to a sloped off the, it, that has less rough, knowing that it's going to spin back down this hill. He ends up making it. It's insane. So he's greenside. He decides not to go to the green, goes over the green, and so it can come back, and it goes in the hole. It's kind of like a shot you can have on number one at Capital City it Country is, Club. Yes, yeah, you play it off that. It's kind of, but it's fun. This hill's not even that steep. He just no. knows the way that green is going. It's really cool. This, I'm telling you, man, when, when I watched this course, the setup of it this weekend, live from the U.S. Open on Golf Channel, actually part of the research for the course was actually playing 2K23. Did somebody created yeah, one. Yeah, having some fun so with that, So you can that, take yeah. a look at it in the undulation and the slopes. There's already been a circumstance, like I said yesterday, where Justin Thomas nearly jarred one from the fairway. He spins it back to off the front of the green. (laughs) It hit the flag stick to add a little bit extra zip to it. It would have been a three-footer. Maybe it would have gone in. Instead, it's 50, 60 feet. And that's without these green speeds getting turned up just yet. This weekend's going to be nuts. This is an awesome course. It combines elements of everybody's favorite course. Can't wait to watch all weekend. So you may have seen this yesterday, guys. I think it was. Uh, I want to give credit to Paula uh, Levin, I think is how she says her name. Uh, if I'm mispronouncing it, it's a mistake, not indifference. It's understandable if you suspected the latter, but it's not. <laughs> and uh, it's ESPN.com. And it was uh, the headline read, Georgia football players add to traffic incidents 
since the January 15th crash that killed, obviously, a Georgia football player and a staffer there in the athletic department and uh, injured another. Uh, the story seems nondescript at first other than you think to yourself, my goodness, get it together when you read that headline. You know, you have a, a tragic event like that, and you remember the stories that came out of that in Georgia that it wasn't the first time that those individuals have been pulled over. It wasn't the first time that Athens police had to tell Georgia football players, chill the hell out in the car. And you think invariably, you know, it leads to some tragedy like this. And, and, and that's when lessons uh, sadly are finally learned. It usually takes something beyond your wildest dreams. And that is profoundly traffic uh, tragic for people to wake up and realize, okay, you know what? Maybe the adults are right here. We can stop acting like a-holes in the car. Somebody, somebody we love just died. Oh, no, that's what you think the story is. But it's not that. It's not that at all. Although all of the things I just said would apply still to the situation at, at Georgia. So Georgia football players and their cars have been involved in at least 10 traffic-related reports and moving violations in Athens-Clark County since January 15th when, as I just said, a player, a team staff member, were killed in a reckless driving incident which was tied to racing, and, uh, and, and since that time, they've had 10 more problems. 10 since January. Players have also ball, been involved in at least 60 additional moving violations. Okay, so you're, you know, all right. Heightened awareness, Tom. Maybe you're rolling through a stop sign. You get popped because of the heightened awareness. Is that really something? It's something that reads terribly. But it may not be terrible. It could just be like the police are putting the lockdown now. Guys, you come to a complete stop. We're not having anything. The ESPN is here. Yahoo's at the door. The New York Times have embedded reporters. You got to come to complete stops. The 60 moving violations include speeding, distracted, reckless driving, disobeying traffic signs. And that goes back to 2021 as ESPN is analyzing the 911 calls, police reports, and court records from Athens-Clark County. They're on to something here. They, they got a little something. They got a little taste of something. There's blood in the water. 30 of those incidents have occurred since last summer when Coach Kirby Smart said police had to meet with the team about the dangers of street racing. So Okay, so that's the first time that it kind of perked my interest. I, I, I'm not into tragedy porn. I'm not going to sit there and reread the incident report of a terrible thing that occurred and somebody died and all that. And I'm not going, having been on the other side of it in Tallahassee, where they get a sniff of something and vultures come there, come on down. I'm also not anti-journalism. So I'm just sitting back on, you know what? More things to do with my time. I get it. They got a problem in Georgia. We'll see what happens. But then I thought, well, wait, 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 wait. This became such a deal since Kirby Smart uh, had the team get met by and talk with uh, the police there in Athens because he couldn't wrangle in all this in mass street racing. So he, he had to have the cops come out and say, guys, Jesus, man, have you ever been to Athens? It's not big. It's not big. Wherever you're racing anywhere in around Athens, people are going to see it. They're going to know. So he's got the cops coming in. And I'm trying to envision this moment where this becomes a problem where Kirby Smart is having to have 
meetings with the police about the dangers of street racing. And now, like as an incessant reminder, do they end workouts gathered, hands adjoined aloft on high, one, two, three, drive safe? Like what are they having to do at the end of these workouts now to remind all the time their players that it's out of control? ESPN's findings mirror that of a report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution there in Georgia, which found that police have charged Georgia players with traffic offenses nearly 300-plus times <laughs> since Kirby Smart became head coach. Now, I don't know. That seems like a lot. 300-plus, Tom. The opposite of what I just said is happening at the end of workouts. It seems to me that Kirby may have said, guys, gather around. Some things are going to change around here now that I'm the head coach. I've had enough of all these abided by traffic laws. (laughs) We're not doing it anymore. What good has obeying these traffic laws got you? We've won nothing. We've won nothing. Screw these laws. Pesky as they may be, I'm asking, driving the speed limit is one you what? From now on, guys, you're in a car. It's Death Race 2000 around this bitch. Whatever you want to do, it's time to win some games. 300-plus incidents with cars, racing, crashing, violations, you name it. That's not e- that didn't even seem possible. 300? It's over 40 a year. Since he got there. One month after the deadly crash, multiple calls came into Athens, Clark County police complaining of street racing, revving of engines, burning rubber, donuts on Barnell. You know, when you hear the name of this road, you're like, well, that's where they would do it. You know, if ever I thought somebody was going to race, it would be over there at Barnett Shoals Road. The same road, by the way, where Carter and LaCroix were reportedly racing. One of the cars the officer found on the scene was... And here we go. More eureka moments if you just read the details of the article. So a month later, still racing, still racing, right where uh, Carter got in trouble before the draft, where the player died, where the staffer died, all that. They're still out there racing. Got it, got it. Then one of the cars that got into a wreck and was found at the scene, unoccupied, was a Lamborghini. Well, Is that right? A Lamborghini. Wasn't even a Boxster. No, no. They went Lamborghini. It was a Lamborghini. Belonging to Kendall Milton, a running back? Really? (laughs) (laughs) You you don't say. A Lamborghini. We should do an investigation. His dad is uh, CEO of State Farm. I mean, (laughs) what? Lamborghini? (laughs) Is he the salesman instead of a woman? The car was valued at more than $200,000 and registered to Milton. My. No record of any citations being issued at that time, though. And it's unclear whether or not Milton was driving the car since he wasn't around to find out. Milton was asked to respond uh, via a message left by the uh, writer here for ESPN, did not, chose not to respond. 
and a call to his parents led to no call back as well. On March 31st, 9-11 calls, 911 calls came in again, reporting cars, races, driving recklessly, swerving lanes, again on a good old Barnett Shoals Road, which just must say, please, come on down and get your race on. Who needs muscle shoals when you got Barnett Shoals? King of the Georgia football team racetrack is just what I should say. Good Lord. Uh, this one was registered. It was a Dodge Charger to defensive back Tyke Smith. When an officer arrived on the scene, the officer did not notice any erratic driving at the time, so a citation was not issued. Smith did not respond to an effort to reach him as well. Other incidents since January includes the arrest of receiver Marcus uh, Jack St. Uh, uh, what is it? Rosemary St. St. Jack St. James, John, whatever that last name is. I'm sure. b- butchering. Uh, I love that name, but I'm screwing it up because I forgot the last name. Reckless driving and speeding. His arraignment is scheduled for July. Offensive lineman Weston Wallace, um, a little less severe. He was uh, in a car where the bikes are supposed to be. He got ticketed for that. <laughs> People on their bikes don't want to get hit by a car. I get it. Wide receiver uh, Danelon Morissette, case is pending. He was going 81 and a 40. Now, now I too have gone 81 and a 40. I'm not going to sit up here and tell you I haven't, but uh, maybe not on the heels of a teammate dying. Depends on the road that the 40 is uh, enforced here. There are some roads where it's asinine that it's 40. That's correct. There are also roads that are near a school and it's 40. Very different situations. Very different. You had another one where a player, and I like this one, described as uh, he received a citation for failing to obey a red light. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't we all? I'm just going to fail to obey this red light. So this is a very difficult story because there is a huge alarm that's going off in my head, as you said. It feels very, it feels like the New York Times looking for uh, ketchup cups and soda. You know, like, I feel at that first, happening. At first. But then, and <laughs> I think a lot of these details are, too. Some of these stupid citations. You're going to lump that in with street racing after sure. after somebody dies? Sure. It's not the same thing. No. But the worst of it is actually pretty bad. That's, yeah, that's, since most of them involve street racing. Right, no bueno. <laughs> but I mean, like in racing. these articles, why are you going to tack on graphs about seatbelt violations and, and red lights? And- well, this is this is true what happens, and no doubt it comes up in the meeting that, that head coach Kirby Smart has with his team. Guys, we're on the radar. Quite literally, we're on their radar. We're going to have to slow our roll Certainly, we're going to have to slow our roll when we're over there at uh, Muscle Shoals Road or whatever, Barnett Shoals Road. Can oh, Barnett we, Shoals. Can, can we get it together? That's his brother. Can we get it together? From Ohio. Consistent with other Power 5 programs, said Kirby Smart, we do not, historically, suspend players for minor traffic violations and speeding tickets. But we do pursue appropriate action. <laughs> whatever that is. Uh it gets a little bit more seedy and interesting. There's a there's a there's a person whose name comes up repeatedly uh, that the players, upon being busted, are seen uh, uttering or heard uttering, according to the cameras, the police cameras, uh, repeatedly. Um, Don't tell so and so is is how this comes up. And apparently, this individual is somebody who gets you out of these problems. Uh, these these minor inconveniences, and uh, works in the athletic office. And uh, his last name is Nat, G-N-A-T-T. 
And more than once, Mr. Nat's name was elicited as the police arrived at yet another race situation uh, in which a car was off the side of the road or going 102 and a 40 or whatever it might be. And they're like, don't tell Nat. That's so commonly referred to that the police know who they're talking about, who they're talking about, and the players know who to say. The Winston Wolf of Athens. Nat, as you might expect, did not respond to uh, a message-seeking comment about his role within the athletic office at Georgia. <laughs> Nat would respond no with a period. In February, Georgia outside linebacker Aliyah was pulled over by police. Luboff uh, pulled over by police going 67 and a 40. Nat's name came up again. Uh, again, you know. I mean, really. 67 and a 40, man. But you're going to lump this with street racing at night. 67 and a 40 feels a little bit like perhaps he was about to be street racing at night. 80 and a 40, I'll give you. Not that I'm saying I'm going 65 and a 40. It's just, I mean, come on. The, your point has been made, ESPN. The Athens-Clark County Police Department, uh, while commenting on the record about the problem at Georgia when asked for follow-up on certain specific comments, including the incessant, don't tell Mr. Nat, <laughs> said this, and I like this quote, I do not have anything else to contribute to your story. Thank you for your time. <laughs> Kirby's doing it right, paying off the police. That's well, I've got nothing else here. We've got no more talking about this. So 300 plus is all time good. That is, that's a crazy number because how many have they forgotten about? How many incidents were forgotten about? I know that Athens police historically uh, They has used to been, be the opposite. Yes. And this is where I was going with the story. Public intoxication, things well, like yeah, that. Yeah, they used to get guys for nothing. It was ridiculous. I mean, poor Chris, I mean, Chris Rick, Mark Rick, uh, Chris Slip. Ricks, Mark Rick. Yeah. Whoops. Uh, poor Mark Rick. I, that poor bastard, every time he turned around, somebody got a ticket for jaywalking in Athens, and I made the joke on the air at that time, what are you doing in Athens? We're trying to win some games around here. You cannot be citing your players for public drunkenness or jaywalking. You got to let that go. Whose football did you not sign? At right. the booster event. I mean, come on. That's not what we do. It's the chief of police, Mark. Sign the football. This all ties back to that. That's why I brought this story up, that this is insane. It does seem to be, quite frankly, a problem, obviously. So much so that Kirby Smart had the police come in to talk to a team. Right, which uh, is the admission. Yeah. Hey, we got an issue here. It's out of control. And they're not listening to me. It's the admission. I, they're not well, listening to me. That's easy, Kirby. If you're really worried about them not listening to you, you don't need to go to the cops. You need to say, next guy that gets a ticket, you're gone. That ain't going to happen because he can really run. Yeah, He exactly. can really run. So we all know what the We're deal is. We're winning championships now, sir. He can really fly. Uh, yeah, I, I, I get this all ties together. It's amazing. When you're on the air as long as we've been, sometimes this all comes back around. Clearly, Kirby did a lot of things right when he got to Athens. Yeah. You know, they were always coming up just short, and there were guys missing key games for dumb things. And Kirby's like, look, guys, we're all one family here in Athens. Trying to win some games. Good for everybody if we can win some games. But there is a consequence to the look the other way that occurs in big-time college football. So, very broadly speaking, this averages about four incidents a month since he's been there. Four a month, one a week. One a week since he's been there, and that is just the tickets that have been issued. Yeah. The citations that are on the record, not the warnings. And the look the other way moments by the police. That's why I think you probably called them in. Dear God, we've got 300 incidents, and I got another two, 300 that I know of that we got to go away. We magically made them go away. 
because I made a phone call. So it's probably more like two a week on average. And I get, I mean, look, I, I, I'm no angel. I talk about these things all the time with the understanding, the clear understanding that favors are done when you're a big-time athlete at any football program. It's not just Georgia. It could be here. It could be anywhere. And I get it. It's not just football, by the way. It could be. It could be whatever. Uh, you know, anytime uh, you're elite in something that you do, uh, you have an opportunity uh, that others don't get. And and so I'm not. This isn't like tisk tisk. But when you, it's it's the classic. What I've said before. If you're going 140 in a 70, we've got a problem. If you're going 85 in a 70, well, we all are. You're yeah. just going with the flow of traffic, even though we're all in violation. They got a 140 situation, again, yeah. quite literally, in Athens. I think the way to approach this would be, and this is just personal for me, but if you were to apply these stories to college student, just regular college student who wasn't an athlete, is this something that's worth publishing? And for most of the stuff, I'd say no. However, however, if you have continued street racing yeah, that does not use tragic death as a point of which it needs to stop or at least move to a different road... <laughs> Then yeah, you're, you're, you're going to print that on this one, guys. We got to go a different road. You're going to run with that story, absolutely. Yeah, and also uh, stories are written about uh, oftentimes those that are of uh, more interest than say Larry, who's uh, second chair tuba player in the Florida State Band. You know, I mean that's like I get why players are going to be highlighted more than the average student. But that's why I'd say again, you know, if it's 62 and a 40 or 67 and a 40, I'm sure Larry does that from time to time. I'm sure many 18 to 22 year olds oh, do. Man, but if you if you don't get scared away by somebody dying, you're like, hey, let's get in the Lambo, let's do exactly the same thing they did. It won't happen. Well, to can us. we circle back to why my man has a Lamborghini? I mean, maybe it is that his dad is a captain of industry. It let's. I'm, I'm curious. It could be. It does raise an eyebrow when a 19 year old running back at George is driving a Lamborghini. Just saying, don't care because these days you could. Yeah, I guess. Well, oh sure, that's an inducement. I'd say that's an inducement. He earned it <laughs> after he got to Athens. <laughs> Jeff Cameron Show ninety three three Real Talk Radio or Chan TV. Hey guys, our next partner is AG One, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it quite literally every single day. I began using AG1 because, I'll be honest with you, I don't like to take a bunch of pills and vitamins, and I just wanted something that tastes great, was quick, and easy to remember, so I do it. I do it every morning when I wake up. I certainly have it right after my coffee and before I work out, and I will tell you this, too. It is um, a simple, effective investment for your health. You can try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash JCS. Again, that's go to, all you got to do is go to uh, drinkag1.com slash JCS. That's drinkag1.com slash JCS. Check it out. It's delicious. It's quick. It's easy. It's proven. Vitamins, probiotics, whole food source nutrients. Start your day with it. You'll feel better. I promise. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every 
free time or your money back guaranteed. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Certainly seem that uh, Luke Cromanaugh continues to impress and uh, we talk a lot these days about the quality of player Florida State has visiting the program and saying yes to the program and the future of recruiting at Florida State and the upward track that Florida State football finds themselves on and how quickly can you arrive at the place where you are competing for national championships. And it usually begins with a difference maker, a big-time difference maker, a quarterback. Not always. Georgia did it the other way around. A quarterback who played exceptionally well with the best talent in the country all around him. Um, and, and you know, that he wasn't an elite quarterback, period. But a really good one, given the circumstances. And he was tough. And I think you got to be tough, earn the respect of your teammates, don't turn the football over, you got a chance to win that way. But most of the time, you'll find these clubs do have an elite quarterback guiding you to a national championship contention. And I don't know if Luke Cromanhawk is going to be that but all signs are pointing to him being one of the elite quarterbacks in the country currently, um, top five certainly in the nation, um, that uh, and, and this and that happened to be committed in this case to, to Florida State. So that's a big deal. Really cool features on the website warchant.com, including diaries from Luke Roman Hawk as he goes through the Elite Eleven. This is a prepared young man who has had a bit of a chip on his shoulder because he was not highly touted, and kudos to Florida State. Or again, being early. Well, they got on him early. That is the biggest thing. Like he, he is now extremely well thought of. It will be a fight, but he seems as committed to Florida State as one can be. That said, we've all been burnt. Oh, yeah. So I would it, think there's an emergency fund for an eleventh hour ask. I would, there would have to be. You're gonna have to have it. I would think he's a kid now that is um, as well thought of as any other quarterback in the country. He's at the prestigious Elite Eleven. He's been awesome at it, turning heads. Uh, that diary's fun to read, and um, yeah, he's he's ranked at least by rivals, uh, and and I think on three rivals and two four seven. I've seen him in the top seven of every one of those. Uh, so yeah. just a various ranking. On three had him as a top three performer yesterday. Uh, you've seen some people in the business who are connected who said he was the most impressive. Uh, I think some guys might be slow to rate him higher because they don't want to be wrong <laughs> about some other quarterback prospects, or maybe they were late on the kid or they undersold him. But this is a player who hasn't turned in a ton of reps in high school. And so as more people, more recruiting experts or analysts, whatever you want to call them, are more exposed to Croman Hawk, they're saying, oh, this kid's got the goods. He's got the size, too. That's something that we haven't had in a while is a quarterback who is taller, who has a cannon and all the abilities. Oh, even yeah. even Brock Glenn, who we're very impressed with, not like he's 6'6 six, six or 6'5. Six, no, but, but he looks good. Like He's a competitor, too, that he's going to be all oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I like him. It, it, that was a different spring camp than the one that A.J. Duffy had the year prior. Yeah, they keep getting better with the, with the quality of player that they're bringing in, and it looks like that trend is going to continue for the 2024 class. So if you think about, again, we talk about trying to break into the high school ranks and get these elite players the way they've been able to pull elite transfer portal players you know, I, I get most excited whenever I see a kid like Jonathan Daniels, you know, an offensive lineman that 6'4", 6'5", five-star kid is nationally a top 20 player for the 2024 class, top 15 player. He's considered to be number one at his position, and he's got 
Florida State, I mean, really, really, really high on his list along with Georgia. It's, it's us and Georgia's from what I'm reading. And so, you know, you have a stud there. And, and you know, when you know, th- this is to the conversation of you got to get some five stars and four star kids, especially at certain core positions where they aren't available in the portal as readily. Now, Florida State's hit home runs in the portal where they've needed it. But if you're talking about that otherworldly player, a lot of these offensive linemen are, are not in the portal. They're 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 in the high school ranks, and so you're looking at a kid like Jonathan Daniels for the 2024 class, and there are other kids that we're on that are excited about Florida State. It's us and a few other teams and things like that that we'll see if Florida State's able to get. I know there's a corner that everybody loves that loves us is also being courted by Dion Charles Lester the third out of Venice, Florida. So another kid. Yeah, there's quite a few things out there with top level players at different positions that are interested in Florida State. But what I find interesting is when you go to the NIL valuation page on on three, and they do a good job of that. I think now that the goalposts are set, I think the entire industry got it wrong. The entire industry got it wrong. I don't know how they could get it right, but I also thought that they swung and missed on a lot of guys. Uh, any any article I read, I read and kind of cast a jaundice eye at when I saw numbers in the millions. Correct. I was like, no, no, nobody coming Correct. out of high school worth a million dollars. They're not. Correct. The estimations of it being a billion-dollar industry, whatever, that's nuts. But now that the, the governors are on there and the market has kind of calmed the hell down, I do think the intel that a, a network like On3 has, you're able to get, has yeah. gotten better because people are making the calls. Because the collectives don't want to pay more than they have to. I mean, this is everybody is motivated to make sure that they get the right amount. And you see some of the numbers that are being thrown around for either a skill position player or Croman Hawk's valuation is right there. You can find it. it's three hundred grand. You know, if he continues to perform well at the Elite Eleven, let's say he's the MVP, mm-hmm. doesn't that bump him up a couple extra hundred grand? Everybody gets uncomfortable when you talk about these things, but I'm looking at it as though I'm a member of the Battles End or a different collective, and I've got a budget. And so this is great that we've got Quarterback. a cornerstone to a class like Croman Hawk, and if his prestige grows. We're going to have a better pitch for a bunch of other players, but it's going to cost us more. Yeah, Qu- quarterback is very different, though, than any other position. Sure, I, I, I'll grant you that you might have to cough up, you know, like you're saying, three, four hundred grand for an elite quarterback that you're trying to fight off Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State for. You know, you're going to have to pay for that. Okay, but I don't really think that a running back or a wide receiver or a linebacker is fetching anything near that coming out of high school. I don't believe it. Now, I know you'll see it. I see those numbers. I'm not buying it. 500 grand for a high school kid who plays outside line. Get the hell out of here. I think that's real. For the, for the top of the top. I mean, you know, you go through the top five of the position and it drops precipitously, I think. Uh, it, I think it does. Uh, I'd be surprised. If, okay, well, we got a whole other hour. We'll get to it. Hour number two, fourth coming. Stay with us.